Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. All right, here we go. What you think about Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. We're going to have a really interesting conversation about accessibility at home and being able to live with dignity and allowing relationships to to grow through that accessibility. We always hear people saying, you know, I want to, I want to stay home. I want to live at home as long as I can. And and this is something I had not heard about before, so I'm really excited to to bring it to the stage uh, to our audience today. But before I introduce our guest and we tell you all about this product, um, I first want to do a shout out to the Mark Arneson Band that lets us use their song, Clarion Call. You can download that on any of your favorite platforms. They have just wonderful, wonderful music. And then for those that are new to our show, Alzheimer Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. We like to have real conversations with real people. And we talk for about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and really get the story behind a service product or tool and what makes people tick and and why they do what they do. And um, so many of you might be interested in being a guest on our show. Um, that includes everybody all around the world, from those uh, living with a diagnosis to families who care, all types of different businesses and organizations, advocates. Uh, we also have researchers on. We have um, movie directors. We have filmmakers. We have singers and songwriters and musicians and just a variety of advocates. So um, if you just want to tell your story, um, your, your personal journey, please feel free to reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com. I also um, want to give a shout out to Dementia Map. That is a fairly new resource directory that was developed by myself and Dave Widrick. We have 150 categories specific to dementia that you can look up. Um, Everyone is welcome um, on there. You don't have to give any personal information or make an account. Um, We really tried to make it simple and easy for you. There's also a calendar of events you can check out because people are always looking, how do I get educational information as well as a a blog filled with wonderful articles. Um, And if you go to alzheimerspeaks.com, that's kind of our main hub um, for the radio show and and everything else that I do. But there you'll find one section that is just full of free educational services. Um, And um, there's tools, there's products, there's um, tons of videos. You'll hear the voice of people living with dementia. And then I'm excited to say you will also find a tab for our for the book that I am launching. In fact, I'm just waiting for the final proof to come in the mail called Betty the Bald Chicken, Lessons in How to Care. So we are going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner, and then we'll be right back to introduce our guest and talk about this new delivery system of accessibility at home. I love the footbar walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest, there are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. 
Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the Footbar Walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. Well, it's time to learn about the wheel pad and what it offers families um, really is an affordable and accessible housing uh, situation that doesn't disrupt the interior design of their house and and things. Um, So today we're going to be talking with R.J. Adler. Uh, He has spent a real exciting marketing career that spans from fundraising uh, to his old Boy Scout uh, uh, hood camp uh, to community organizations uh, to even a solar company. Uh, R.J. lives in Vermont and has a little nine-month-old baby. He currently represents Wheelpad, and I just met him on a, on a meeting that I was at. Um, and again, I, like I said earlier, I had not heard about this product or really anything like it, and so I was really excited to have him on the, on the show today because I think this is just a gem of a company that really has a wide um, diversity, too, after I dug in a little bit deeper. So basically, the wheel pad concept helps people stay at home and allows them independence and and privacy and um, even more importantly, I think, the ability to continue to develop and grow um, their relationships and themselves in a dignified fashion. So, RJ, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Like I said, I really think this is a really cool product. So thanks for your time today. Thanks so much, Lori. Excited to be here. Well, you know, I always start out with one question with with all of my guests, and that is asking them if they've been personally touched by dementia in their own family or circle of friends. Um, So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, that would be wonderful. Yeah, uh, certainly uh, everybody has has been touched, and uh, I am uh, no different. I'm my my grandparents were quite a bit older. Uh, I'm actually the last of six kids, uh, but both my grandmothers uh, had uh, dementia towards the end of their life. Um, currently, my wife's grandfather has pretty serious dementia, and I can see how difficult it is for his sons that are his main caretakers uh, to, you know, look after them. And it's, you know, the, the burden on the entire family. So it's a, um, uh, it's, it's something that I, I see and feel in relation to the work that we do here at Wheelpad, uh, you know, on a, on a daily basis as people are calling to talk to me about their parents uh, because lots of the folks we serve are adult children. Yep, exactly, exactly. And a lot of, a lot of people come and live with their kids, or their kids move in with them. I mean, there's all kinds of, of different scenarios that um, can happen when someone's caring, or they stay independently in their house, um, or they can also move into a community. So there's so much for people to evaluate when it when it comes to this. Let's first talk about. Um, you know, universal design and what it is and how it makes people's life better. And then we're going to dive into the company and, and its offerings. But a lot of people I don't think know really, they've heard the term, but they don't really know what that would mean um, as a whole. So if you can explain that, that would be great. Yeah, universal design is, is far more than just architecture. Uh, you know, universal design is about uh, creating a world where it is easier for anybody to do really anything. Uh, so, you know, it, it goes, it goes beyond, uh, just having a wider door. It goes beyond just having a ramp up to your house. Uh, it is looking at the built environment, looking at the designed environment and saying, how can this be easier for, people that need it all the time, people that need it 
some of the time or people that might need it in a special situation. Because at, in any given moment throughout anybody's day, you, you might find yourself in a place where you have a situational disability. You know, in any given moment in somebody's life, you might find yourself in a place where you have a period of temporary disability. And then, you know, there are certain people that have a permanent disability all the time. Uh, so um, I think parenthood is a, is a really good example. You mentioned I got a little, a little kiddo. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in, in a way, parenthood is, is a time of temporary disability in my life. Uh, because, you know, suddenly I'm, I'm caregiving, right, for somebody that uh, has an inability to do quite a lot of things because, well, she's nine months old and she hasn't learned how to do them yet. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it puts me in a situation quite often where I can't use my hands because I'm holding a kid, right? And you can't, mm-hmm. you know, hold your kid and, and, and do a lot of things at the same time. So it's really helpful for me to have you know, assistive technology in, in those times, right? Even if that assistive technology is a sippy cup where if she throws it on the ground, it's not going to spill anywhere. Or even this, you know, uh, you know, I drink my coffee every morning out of a thermos called a Contigo and it's not going to spill unless I push a button on it. Right. So it's like things like that. That's what universal design is. It's not just about, you know, Hey, is it easier for me to get into this space? It's, you know, is any object that I'm using, be it something small that's handheld or something enormous that I'm walking into, is any object that I'm using easier to use because the designer thought, how are we going to make this easier for everyone to use it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's, that's how I think about universal design. Okay, well, wonderful. That's uh, that is very very helpful um, for sure. So thanks for thanks for explaining that. Why don't we talk um, a little bit about um, the company itself? Now I know um, from my understanding, um, Wheelpad was uh, kind of the the birth child of uh, Julie Leinberger and Joseph Sincata, who own I believe it's LineSync. And if you can tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how did this come about? And, um, and then we'll dive deeper into, you know, specifics of it. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, so Wheelpad was founded in response to a traumatic accident. Uh, so Julie Leinberger and Joseph Sincata uh, had been in 2015 uh, – operating their architecture firm, LineSync Architecture, for 25 years. And their godson, Riley Poor, was in a traumatic accident. Riley, at the time, was about to move out to Portland, Oregon, where he was going to start a new job. And he said, I'm going to heal, and then I'm going to move out there. I'm going to continue with my life. It's no big deal. I'll find an accessible apartment. Well, he didn't find an accessible apartment. So he lived in a hotel for nine months. And, you know, that search was so exhausting that he said, all right, I got to buy a house and renovate it to suit my needs. So that meant another nine months for him living in a hotel while he bought a house and renovated it to suit his needs. And now Riley's got a pretty rad spot. And uh, Julie and Joseph were you know, as, as his godparents were integral in the design of this space. And out of that conversation, you know, out of that experience came this, this idea of, Riley, what if there could have been this bedroom and bathroom that you could have just wheeled up and attached to any house, and that would have made it so much easier for you to go about your life, right? You wouldn't have had to live in a hotel for nine months. You could have had more housing choice. Uh, well, you know, fast forward uh, two years, they had started the business. They designed the basic, uh, the basic model, SweetPad. Uh, we got some grant funding, and we built the first one. And then over the next uh, five years or so, we worked with a series of contract manufacturers to help us build out different models. 
We improved on the design. Uh, the pandemic happened. It made it a little bit more difficult for us to build uh, with those contract manufacturers. And we said, gosh, if we're ever going to have the impact we want to have, we got to start swinging hammers ourselves. So uh, we actually started building them ourselves in uh, April of last year. So that's sort of the brief history of how we got here. Well, you know, it's so interesting because pretty much every service product or tool has a story like that behind it. You know, it wasn't just a, a thought in the night that came to somebody. Usually it's it's someone personally touched, um, trying to overcome, uh, you know, a situation, and they take it to another level. Um, so I really, really appreciate uh, what all they do. Now, you had mentioned <clears throat> earlier, you know, that some people have kind of a, a temporary disability and others, you know, can have something that's permanent. How do you meet the needs of, of both of those? So I would say the the reason Wheelpad exists is not necessarily to, uh, you know, sell Wheelpads, right? The, the idea behind the company is to actually change the built environment in America. And that movement is happening well beyond just our one little company, but really all around the architecture and building industry. And uh, I'd say a lot of those players are actually coming together in the National Aging in Place Council, where you and I met, uh, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago. And, uh, you know, so I think the, the overall goal is to is to create those universally designed spaces and the way we you know so you know i'd say the big goal right in order how to meet somebody's permanent disability and or temporary disability is to basically create a world where you know a company like wheelpad doesn't need to exist joseph who's the the principal architect and inventor of the wheelpad he says you know, we would never consider in this day and age to build a house that's for only one type of religion or one type of race. But here we've been building houses in America for the last 400 years that are cutting out a pretty major part of society, which are, you know, people with, with permanent disabilities. So, you know, the, the <clears throat> overall goal, right, is, is, to, is to make that change. Wheelpad specifically we can install a wheel pad temporarily. We can install a wheel pad permanently, depending on what the need is for the family. It arrives on wheels and it can remain on those wheels if somebody's just, you know, recovering for a couple <clears throat> of years after a traumatic accident. Or we can install it permanently if that, you know, that accident has led to a permanent disability or they're trying to add a little bit more space for their child who has a disability, who's growing older, you know, maybe it's getting to a point where the parents can't, you know, move them around quite as easily. So our customers come at us all the time with situations that we really couldn't dream of. Um, and, you know, eventually, you know, hopefully everybody in America will change the way that they build and, you know, we'll slowly make changes to the, the built environment that exists such that, well, wheelpad won't have to exist. Well, that, that's neat. Um, so in terms of, of these wheel pads, um, are these something that they purchase or something that they lease? How, how does that work? So uh, folks can either purchase or lease a wheel pad. And, uh, you know, we'll, we work with all of our customers to uh, install it in a way that works best for their family. So, uh, you know, one example of a customer that we worked with is uh, a man named Keith. He lived in Morrisville, Vermont. He was in a car accident uh, for work, and he needed to recover for about two years at home. Now, because he was driving for work, it was actually paid for by workers' compensation, which is pretty cool. And the workers' comp uh, company looked at Wheelpad and said, huh, it's going to be less expensive to lease a Wheelpad and install it on his house than it is to put 
cheap in a rehab facility for two years. Now, this also happened to be the summer of 2020, so no one was really excited to go to a group living situation. But Keith was also able to live with his family. So, you know, we're, we're not out there to say, hey, don't, don't go to, you know, don't go to a, a nursing home, uh, you know, don't go to an assisted living facility. Those are really great options for elder housing. We are just another option when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, transforming your home. So, uh, you know, that's sort of one example of, of, you know, a kind of customer. Another customer might be Susan and David uh, wanted to find a place for their mom to live closer to them. They lived up in Vermont as well. We're based in Vermont. Uh, and they decided to purchase their wheel pad and install it on their home. And that wheel pad is still on its wheels. Now, you wouldn't know it because we built a skirting around the bottom, so it looks like it's part of their house. But at such time that their mom is no longer living with them, they might decide that they want to sell it back to us. And you know what? We will gladly uh, repurchase it from them and then, you know, rehab it and send it down, you know, send it out to the next family. So, you know, it's once you start moving houses around, things get real flexible as to how you're able to serve different folks. Uh, so, you know, the, the permanent installation, we've definitely done a few of those where those wheel pads will never move again. But whether it's leased, whether it's owned uh, by the homeowner that uh, decides to install it on their house, we're able to, to move these things around in the future. Okay. Well, that that in itself, just having those different types of options is just massive um, in and of itself. I, I just, like I said, I when I went to your site and after talking to you, I was just so excited about this. And, you know, when you talked about Joseph saying, you know, we build a house and we don't think about being all-inclusive – is so is so true and so much of what you do i mean cuz none of us ever know when something is going to going to happen to us so um for our listeners if you are just uh, popping in right now i'm talking with RJ Adler with Wheelpad and you can always go to their website uh, wheelpad.com or you can email rj at wheelpad.com uh, it's it's a really pretty interesting uh, what they have to offer and how you can either purchase or lease this. Now, do you um, do you allow people to customize this? You had mentioned earlier you hear all different kinds of needs from people that you talk to, and if so, can you talk about some of the customization that that uh, you have with the wheel pad? Certainly. Uh, so we, we have our standard models, and, you know, if there's a family that needs accessibility at home really quickly, you know, the likelihood is they're not going to be thinking about accessibility, or, or, or they're not going to be thinking about customization, right? Um, whereas if there's families that have a little bit longer of a time horizon, uh, they, you know, they might want to customize. Maybe they want to you know, switch the doors. We have, you know, we have a swing door on one side, we have a sliding glass door on the other uh, of our basic model. Uh, and if we're building a new one, we can easily switch the doors around. Uh, mm -hmm. If, if uh, you know, you want the bathroom on the other side or a window on the other side. So there's sort of like minor, minor customizations, things like a new paint color that are definitely able to, that we're, we're definitely able to, build in if we're doing something from scratch. And, you know, some of those might be accessibility pieces as well. We've talked with folks who have really high wheelchairs, so they want to make sure that the sink is actually raised up so that their wheelchair can fit under it. Um, if we, you know, you got to scramble an egg to make an omelet, so we can, uh, we can you know, customize our omelet, um, you know, so long as it's not too much of a stray from the design uh, mm -hmm. of the of the wheel pad itself. Now, when we're installing the wheel pad, we, we can either install the wheel pad freestanding in the backyard, or you can connect it to a house. And when a family leases or purchases a wheel pad, uh, uh, we will install it with a simple connector, two walls, a floor and a roof that make a hallway 
where you can go between the house and the wheel pad. Now, maybe a family is going to want a downstairs laundry room or something like that. Now, we were born out of an architecture firm. So if they need, we can provide a custom design for that connector, which is a little bit bigger, that would have, you know, a, a laundry facility that you can build right there into it. So, you know, if you're building that connector and it's a six by six connector, which is kind of the, the basic, you know, the basic plans that come with the pad. Uh, and you think, gosh, it would be great to have a downstairs laundry facility. And you make it then an eight by six connector or an eight by eight connector and build in that, that space. It's not going to be that much more expensive to, to do that. Right. So once you're, again, once you're scrambling an egg, if you want to throw in a few extra ingredients, it's, it's a whole lot easier than building a full omelet. Um, so I, I like to speak in metaphors and maybe I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself there, but it is a, there's, there's a lot of customization that can happen in the installation. And uh, we've, we've had a lot of customers that have built out connectors that are mudrooms uh, where they're, going to stay on the house once the wheel pad is gone uh, and just be a mudroom, be a place where you can leave your boots so you don't track mud inside. That happens up here in Vermont pretty often. Uh, or, you know, uh, be a place where, uh, you know, you can have another entrance into the pad. So the installation is something that is, is really the customizable part as well. Well, that that is wonderful. What are what are the size you know of your of your standard ones? Can you give people an, an idea and what all is included? I know you had mentioned a bedroom and a bathroom. Is it is it pretty much just that, or is there or is there more? Yeah. So our our standard wheel pad options are uh, the smallest is what we call sweet pad, which is a bedroom and a bathroom. It's fully accessible. Uh, the bedroom uh, is, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of accessible features that are sort of hidden in the bedroom that you wouldn't necessarily see. Like the outlets are 30 inches off the ground because it's easier to unplug, uh, you know, especially modern computer equipment uh, if it's higher off the ground from a seated position. Um, uh, there's a track in the ceiling where uh, it, you can put a, sling that can take you from the bedroom into the bathroom. The bathroom is a full wet room. So it has a, uh, the bathroom is a full wet room. So it has plenty of space for an aid or a chair, uh, depending on what that person needs. So you're able to have a, uh, uh, a space that is, you know, the whole, the whole space can get wet, so it's a little bit easier to clean. Um, but also you can, you can get in there with that track. You can get in there with a shower chair. It's, it's a lot easier than uh, having, you know, sort of a, even an ADA size uh, shower, which might be four by four or, you know, 60 inches by 30 inches, just maybe not big enough. We also have grab bars going around the entire thing. So our smaller model is eight and a half feet wide by 24 feet long. And you might think, gosh, that's kind of a, a weird size. Um, but we size it that way so it can be pulled behind a regular pickup truck. And it, the weight is such that anybody who has a regular driver's license can tow it over the road. And that's part of the accessibility feature because we can, uh, we can build it. And then if you're close enough to our manufacturing facility, you can drive up here, or if you have a friend with a big enough truck, uh, they can drive up and they can pick it up and deliver it unto you. And then, you know, we don't have to charge you the delivery cost, as it were. Mm -hmm. So that also makes it easier for us to send it across the country, which we've done. We have a, a wheel pad uh, that was in Morrisville, Vermont for a couple of years. We refurbished it. Uh, and then we sent it out to the Olympic Peninsula out in Washington and there's a family that's using it out there. So, wow. uh, you know, having, having that size, that eight and a half by 24 makes it easier for us to move it over the road. Now it also makes it a little more difficult because it's hard to fit a queen size bed in that space. 
So mm -hmm. we have what we call the XL version, which is 12 feet wide. That can accommodate a queen-size bed. Same features, same open bathroom, same track in the ceiling. Uh, but we work with uh, other contract manufacturers who can help deliver that. Because that's a 12-foot wide model, that has to be delivered professionally. So we work with professionals uh, that, that help us, you know, deliver that uh, from different places um, to different places in the country uh, uh, from those manufacturing facilities. Well, and, you know, some people might be thinking, well, why just a bedroom and bath? Why isn't there a kitchen? Why isn't there, you know, a living room? And the whole idea, in, from what I saw, was to still be part of the family, part of the household. But the two areas that seem to cause the most difficulty are maneuvering that bathroom and, and um, at, you know, bedtime at night, um, or if you have to get up, you know, in the middle of the night, um, all of those types of things, and this makes it just super convenient, yet you can, you know, have your socialization and and be part of the household without having to rehab the whole household. I mean, I sold real estate for 25 years, and I my specialty was working with the senior market, <clears throat> and I can't tell you the pushback people had, and it's not near as bad today, but um, back in the day, uh, people didn't even want to add, you know, um, bars in the bathroom. They're like, oh, you know, we don't want to do that to the house. You know, we don't want it to to look that way type, you know. And, and they, back then there was only kind of the silver bars that looked very commercial. And I know there's lots of different styles and things out there. But, you know, it's uh, it's a big adaption to make to your house. and And that disruption disrupts the whole family, too, if you're, gotten bathrooms and in sinks and um, all of those types of things too. So this is something where the construction can be done off site and you just pull it up and attach it and, and you're off and off and running, which I think is really cool for people with dementia too. I'll just mention this um, on my dementia chat sessions. We actually have one about construction and moving and people talk about how difficult it is when there are workers in the house and how that can actually increase their symptoms. And some of them have had to move out of the house because they can't stand the noise or they get paranoid of new people in the house because they can't remember who's who. So there can, it can cause, with dementia, a lot of extra angst. Um, and when the person with dementia has uh, extra anxiety, you know, that kind of spreads through the family uh, as well with that. So I think this is really a, a nice, nice option. Um, one of the questions I had, again, because of my real estate days is, you know, do all cities allow you to attach something like this to the house? So towns and cities have different zoning codes all across the country. And whether or not they allow what's, what's called an accessory dwelling unit is changing every day. Uh, so it's, you know, Wheelpad is sort of part of this newer industry of modular accessory structures that folks can put on a home. Now, an accessory dwelling unit um, or ADU is basically the boring zoning term for a mother-in-law apartment or a secondary place that has a kitchen, that has a bathroom, that has a sleeping area for a, another person to live on the property that is not, that's, that's a little bit smaller than the main home. And, you know, Wheelpad our smaller units, which are just bedrooms and bathrooms, they would be considered more of an addition. Um, there are certain towns in California that would, that would call them a guest house uh, because they don't have a kitchen. Uh, we do have wheel pad models that do have a kitchen, uh, and those would be considered these accessory dwelling units. But when it comes to, hey, will my town allow something like this, that's really a known unknown. Uh, and one of the first things that we do if somebody raises their hand and says, hey, I want to put in a wheel pad, is we check with the town. And, you know, wheel pad is not the only company in the country that's, that's trying to build these modular accessory dwelling units. So far, mm -hmm. as I've 
I've seen thus far were the only one that's focused on excuse me on accessibility in this way. Um, uh, so that actually gives us a good uh, that that gives us a good reason uh, when we're going to ask a town zoning office as to whether or not we can install a wheel pad because we're not putting in a wheel pad because somebody wants to have a backyard short-term rental. We're not putting in a wheel pad, uh, you know, so somebody can make income on the side. We're putting in a wheel pad sometimes because there's been a traumatic accident. This is a medical necessity for the family. And we, you know, we need to make a change rapidly. So in, in smaller, more rural towns, we've had zoning officers say to us, this is obviously a need. Get started. Let's, you know, let's get, you know, get the person home. We'll deal with permits as we go. In, mm -hmm. in you know, more densely populated areas, there's been a zoning process, but it's been easy, right? Because we're telling the right story. And, you know, maybe it's only been a month long. Uh, you know, one day we will run into the town that says, hey, no way, no how. We're not going to allow you to put this in. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of deal with that when we come to it. The other piece of things is that wheel pad can be installed on its trailer or it can be installed on a full foundation. And, you know, that helps us play in the sandbox with those uh, zoning administrators because some folks want it to be temporary, i.e. have it remain on the trailer, and some folks don't want it to be temporary, i.e. have it installed on a full foundation. So, you know, again, the more flexible you can be, the easier it's going to be with the zoning administrator. The, the other piece is that we also work with local general contractors who help put this, uh, you know, who help deliver or, or help install the, the wheel pad. And those folks know the local building codes. In many cases, they know the folks that are making the approvals. So it's, it's, you know, those, those local relationships will also make it easier. At some point, Wheelpad will be a big enough company to have, you know, a network of local installers uh, or even be able to send folks out to install from our manufacturing facility. But, you know, at this point, we don't have that. But it's, it's, I'd say it's still, uh, it's always a relationship that we're going to benefit from is, is that local knowledge, that local intel. Well, that uh, I just think it. Like I said, I just think this is so cool, um, and you know, this is ideal for it, so many different families at so many different levels. From, you know, if you've got a, a small child who's been in an accident, all the way, you know, up to uh, someone who is elderly and uh, needs assistance. Um, and, and something, like I said, I haven't heard of. And I think people today are really demanding options. And they're they're wanting more control over their, their situations and things. So I, I think this is fantastic. Now, I would assume, you know, the city would ha have to allow hooking up to plumbing and electrical. Do you, do you hook up to the home's plumbing or do you bring another line in for both of those? How does that work? Ideally, we're going to use the existing systems, plumbing, wastewater, and electric. Mm -hmm. uh, in some cases, you know, we either have to drop a new electric service or we need to make a new connection to the the well or the street or the septic tank. Uh, but in, in most cases, anybody who's installing a secondary dwelling unit uh, will, will be able to use the host home. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you might, you might have to get a little bit more power from the street. You might have to upgrade your panel. You know, it's, it, it takes a professional, but it's not, you know, some proprietary technology where an electrician is going to look at it and say, what, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to know, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. I do this myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think just like when we, we added power to our, our garage, we added power out to, you know, the hot tub area and things like that. I mean, it was, it was like a no-brainer. It was just something, like you said, that they normally do. Um, didn't have to think twice about doing. It wasn't complicated at all, um, which um, – and, and it was exciting, you know, on our part to be able to have those those additions. And I can't imagine, and I mean, those were just 
fun additions for us. They weren't a need, you know. They were just a they were just a want. So I can't imagine the the difference in terms of, you know, having this option, you know, available uh, to people. Now you had also mentioned that some people do um, kind of like a, a mudroom or you know, a, there's lots of different names for it. I'll just leave it at a mudroom that they put that between the house. And and the wheel pad is did I hear that correctly? Yeah, uh, you know that that connector uh, that folks use to roll through the pad and the house. There's some fun designs that we can build out to you know make that something that suits the property better. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can see that being really helpful because so often just getting in and out of a home can be difficult. Do you, with these, um, can you accommodate, um, you know, if there needs to be, let's say, ramping and stuff too? So, the, you know, the wheel pad comes as the bedroom and bathroom on wheels. There's not mm-hmm. a ramp that necessarily comes with it. You know, certainly, you know, the home we might be installing on, it, it might be a zero access home. Uh, or maybe, you know, having a ramp directly to the wheel pad might not be the, the thing that the family wants. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the ramp is part of, you know, the, the in, access into the home is sort of part of the installation that we discuss with the family as they're looking to install the pad. So the process is, you know, folks call. I have a conversation with them normally or my colleague Shay. And then we do a site visit. And it's either going to be an in-person site visit or a virtual site visit. And we talk about access. We talk about location. We talk about where the pad is going to be installed. If folks want to connect it to the house, most likely it's going to be connected through an existing back door or back window because there's already a hole in the side of your house there. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's already framed out. So all you have to do is, you know, in most cases – Take out the window, make it an archway, take out the door, uh, or, uh, you know, widen it just a little bit. So it's, oh. it's, it, that, that's part of the customization. Okay. And, and I, because I would, you know, think that that would be really interesting. Now, I did see one when I was on the site, and I thought this was interesting. It looked like it was just kind of um, out in the woods or maybe a lake. And it just looked like a little, it almost looked like a, a tiny house, you know, um, out, you know, just out by itself. It wasn't attached to anything else. Do you do many of those? Uh, yeah. You know, for, you know, the family out in, in Washington State, uh, they decided to install their wheel pad in the backyard, not connected to the house through that sort of conditioned connector, but mm-hmm. built in such a way that, uh, you know, the the person living in the house is the brother of the uh, – the uh, and his sister lives in the house with her husband. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, they – you know, siblings love each other, but it's also nice to have your own space. So they actually wanted to have a slightly sort of separated space. And there's a ramp that he goes outside, he goes down, he, he can go into the house with relative ease, but he can also go out into the back and, and have his space. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, so in that, in that way, it's installed, but it's not connected to the house. You know, they dug a trench for water, wastewater, and electric, and Bob's your uncle. Uh, you know, folks, folks will use the wheel pad and install the wheel pad in the way that works best for them. And what we try to be is as non-prescriptive as possible. So, for instance, in our first model of the wheel pad, we actually had this kind of fold-up desk uh, in, you know, on, on one wall. And we've since taken that out because if you have a fold-up desk that's installed on the wall, then mm-hmm. you can really only ever have a desk in that part of the wheel pad. Whereas in the rest of the pad, you know, we, we want folks to be able to put their own stuff inside uh, so it feels comfortable. We want folks to be able to, you know, build it out the way they want, right? So, uh, you know, if you want a desk, you can j- just as easily get a, an aftermarket piece of furniture as you can't have something screwed into the wall. So mm-hmm. we, uh, 
we try to be as unprescriptive for how folks are using the pad as we can. Okay. Well, and that that's nice. And, you know, when I was looking at the videos and stuff, one of the things that um, was interesting to me, and again, this goes back to my real estate days, was the pictures of the interiors weren't staged. They were, they appeared to be real settings, you know, and there was a, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of artwork, a lot, you know, patterns and things like that. But that is the personalities of the people. And, you know, they want their stuff. We all want our stuff around us. And I thought that that was really refreshing too, that it was, uh, you know, it showed real people in real real life living situations and um and I, I appreciated I really appreciated that, you know, when I when I was looking because sometimes things seem so staged um that you can't always see yourself in those settings because maybe you don't live like that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh and and so I thought that, that was that was interesting too in terms in terms of marketing. I also you know, one of your videos, you know, shows it being installed, you know, and just backing it up and like you would a regular trailer. And again, if it's a if it's a bigger system then you're gonna need it professionally um moved in and, and connected and I and I understand that too. Um what type of um feedback have you been getting from from your clients or people just inquiring? Um so I guess the you know most most of the feedback that we've gotten from our clients of, you know, this doesn't work or it would be better if this could, you know, it, it would be better if the flux capacitor worked better, right? I, I, uh, I, not that we've installed any flux capacitors in our wheel pad yet. They don't go 88 miles an hour. Um, but we have, uh, you know, we're on the fifth design of our pad based on customer feedback, based on uh, professional feedback from PTs, OTs, uh, that kind of thing. And we're, you know, since we're born out of an architecture firm, we, can incorporate those designs moving forward to make sure that, you know, we're, we're using the most updated technology, but also that uh, every, everything is working uh, and working well. Uh, so, you know, for example, we, in the very beginning of our process, heard from medical professionals that oftentimes people who are new to using wheelchairs after a uh, traumatic accident can develop sensitivities to toxins that they didn't have before. So, you know, we build the wheel pad with natural materials because we don't want any off-gassing from chemicals to create a space that, you know, otherwise would work very well and and then can't. Um, But, you know, we've also, I'd say a, a big part of the feedback that we've gotten from our customers uh, and something that you just touched on is that it looks like a house. It, mm-hmm. it is designed and it is intentional to make it, and these are Joseph's words, the coolest room in the house. Uh, Joseph, you know, says, if I don't design a place where people are having fun, then I failed as an architect. And so much of, you know, the the design for accessibility is sort of this drab, gray, hospital-looking, you know, drug, as, mm-hmm. uh, as, as other people would call it. And um, we, we don't want to be that. So we've gotten a lot of really great feedback where people say the design is really beautiful and it's so nice to have an accessible option that, that fits the home. We want it to look... You know, we're, we're a Vermont company. We want the interior to look like a place where you would want to live because we want to live here in Vermont, you know. And, and mm-hmm. you know, so we, we sort of look to the, the modern design aesthetic, but we also look to the way houses have been built for decades here in Vermont. And, uh, you know, so the, the, on the walls, we have uh, an unpainted laticrete which looks like a plaster wall, which so many homes in Vermont have. We also have wainscoting that's made out of plywood, and, it, and it's decorative, but it's also there. So, uh, you know, if somebody new to using a wheelchair accidentally bumps into the wall and, and, you know, dents the wall, what have you, 
all you have to do is replace that piece of plywood. It's really easy. You don't have to go in and, you know, get out some sheetrock and, you know, tape it and mud it and all that kind of stuff, which is way more disruptive. Um, so, you know, there's design, there's the design aesthetic of it, but it also fits into the universal accessibility piece. Uh, and again, all of that came from feedback from professionals or folks that were living in the past. Okay. Well, that's that's wonderful to know. It's it's always nice to know that you guys are open to feedback. I, I to me that is a massive massive plus um, when working with somebody. So I, I think that that is uh, that's huge um, because everybody's needs are going to be a little bit different. Um, that's just that's just the norm um, and needs to be needs to be respected and, and understood. What do you have for competition out there? Like I said, I hadn't heard of anything like this before. Yeah, um, not a lot. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, we're in this funny place as a company where at this point, there, there are very few companies out there that are having the conversation nationally about the importance of universal design. And it's understood within professional circles, but uh, because there's no other, you know, chair pod house out there, we're really the only people that are telling this story. Uh, so I, you know, I, I started my career in the solar industry as a community organizer, and the I, I see a lot of similarities between where the solar industry was you know, 20 years ago to where the ADU industry is now. And, you know, part of that is the competition piece where there are, I'd say about a dozen companies that are building or making it easy to install an, uh, a modular accessory dwelling type building on your house. There's probably two or three dozen companies that are building uh vans or tiny houses or something in that vein. So it's a growing industry, but, you know, everyone is telling a slightly different story and nobody is telling the accessibility story like Wheelpad. So, of course, you know, the greedy capitalist in me wants to be the only one selling my product so I can be the only one making the money on it. But mm -hmm. the goal of Wheelpad is not to sell our box, right? The goal of Wheelpad is to change the built environment in America. And in doing so, I'm actually going to be pretty excited one day when there is some competition out there because it means other people are going to be telling this story. If you look at the data, there are about 8 million Americans that have a permanent disability and less than 10% of houses nationally are even minimally accessible. So from a, like a business standpoint, that is a big pie. And that mm -hmm. is not a pie that, you know, one company is ever going to be able to fix. So I, you know, welcome any time anybody makes an accessibility upgrade to their home. I just had a, you know, I had somebody tell me this morning who, you know, I'd spent a number of hours with on the phone and say, hey, we've hired a local architect. We think we're going to go in another direction. And I said, great, send me pictures when you're done. Congratulations, right? Like this is, this is about changing the way people are building. This is not about selling what we do. And once somebody in the neighborhood puts up an accessory dwelling unit for their mom or dad, well, maybe their neighbor is going to say, hey, that sounds pretty cool, and they're going to research it. Maybe they'll find real pad type of thing. So once you, because this industry is so young, right, even if somebody does go with, you know, my quote-unquote competition, it's still going to be good for wheel pad because, you know, anybody anywhere building accessibility is good for anyone anywhere that is, you know, installing accessibility. And that was, you know, the same was true with the solar industry 20-odd years ago, where anytime anyone went solar, it was good for anyone that was installing solar. Uh, so it's, there's a lot of similarities between the two industries, and, and that's only one of them. But the, uh, it, there's, there's somewhat of a roadmap for how this industry is going to grow and change. Okay. Well, I can't believe we only have like five minutes left. Um, real quick, where is the industry headed? 
where is the industry headed? So we in America right now are building houses the same way we built houses in the 1960s. And those are single family homes with three bedrooms or more. And, uh, you know, that's the majority of building that's happening today. Mm-hmm. We are not living the way that we lived in the 1960s. We have far more people that are, that are living with just by themselves or with one other person. So part of the, the housing crisis that we're all seeing right now is the, the fact that, you know, few, there's just fewer houses for the number of households, uh, because we have more single-person households. We have more two-person households than we did when we were living with mom, dad, and 2.5 kids in the 1960s. So I'd say the, the you know, small homes, accessory dwelling units, tiny homes, what have you, mm-hmm. because of the crisis, the housing crisis, you're going to see a big growth, not only in people that are building these, these modular structures, not only in people that are installing, you know, stick built accessory dwelling units on their property, but you're going to see states starting to change their policy around what's allowed. The state of California recently outlawed single family zoning. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the state of Vermont is probably going to do something similar. Um, so, uh, you know, sort of, crisis breeds innovation and and you're starting to see that banks are starting to have loans that are specialized for uh people that are building adus uh insurance companies are starting to have special products for that kind of thing and uh you know that that comes down all the way to wheelpad itself as a company you know we've got some banks that'll finance our stuff which is great there's local Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, each state uh, has an assistive technology office that is helpful for a lot of things, including home modifications. Some even have financial loans that are available. Some of those financial loans are really generous. Um, you know, and, what might be interesting, you know, too, is, is for you guys to even approach long-term care insurance. Because if this could cut down oh, the yeah. cost for them, that would be something that they might be really be interested in matching this and, and maybe even, you know, bringing, uh, you know, a, a professional care into the house if that's needed um, as an option, and, and too. That's exactly the type of change that you're going to see across other industries because mm-hmm. they're going to see, okay, there's some innovation here. You know, workers' comp has already discovered, hey, we can save money by leasing a wheel pad and the person gets to stay at home, so it's a win-win-win. I think long-term care insurance is going to start to say, okay, how can we, you know, start to help people age in place? Like, yeah, totally. If there's anyone from long-term care insurance, call me, 802-458-7194. Like, I would love to have that (laughs) conversation. Yeah, I think that could be um, just a really, really interesting um, addition because if it's not listed in the policy, they they can't use it. And so you need to get the verbiage in there and um, you need to have kind of a broad description too, because sometimes they, uh, I've had people where they said, well, it's not called that. So they wouldn't authorize it and stuff. So there's some little tricks and stuff there, but we do need to wrap up. And I do want to make sure that we get people again, your contact information so they can go to the website, wheelpad.com. They can email you at rj at wheelpad.com or they can call you at 802-458-7194. And you guys are on Facebook as Wheelpad, um, same on YouTube. You've got some really interesting videos there. And uh, you also have a LinkedIn page, which is Wheelpad L3C. And then um, you are on LinkedIn as well as RJ Adler AD. Uh, L-E-R. Again, I can't thank you enough for your time. This has just been a really fascinating conversation, and um, I really encourage people to like, click, and share. Um, spread the word that this this is a possibility uh, for people to check into. This is a this is a wonderful wonderful option out there. So, um, again, R.J., thank you.
Thanks so much, uh, Lori, for uh, having the conversation. Uh, it's, it's been fun to uh, be a listener, and I, I look forward to continue to listen. Wonderful. And don't forget to check out alzheimerspeaks.com. Bye, everyone. Adios.